about the Sabbath day and how the Sabbath day is a means of grace to us and in particular how we come to call it a delight. Uh, There's much that could be said on this topic. Um, The the sermon that you're getting this afternoon actually is only the last point of what initially was a four-pointed sermon, so there's much more to be said. Um, The Sabbath in, in the Bible, we know that it is a creation ordinance. In other words, it was instituted at creation. It has its roots in creation. As we read from Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments, that, that creational emphasis is underlined again when the, the, the Sabbath commandment is given at Mount Sinai. And so there is, there is that connection with creation, the Sabbath day. Uh, when we gather, we are acknowledging that we are creatures and that the Lord is our creator. Uh, but more than that, the Sabbath also proclaims uh, the redemptive power of the Lord. Uh, we, we come together and, and we uh, remember the recreation or the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus through his life and his death. Uh, the Sabbath day, we could say, also points us to our heavenly rest. It's, uh, we, we use the phrase uh, eschatological. It's pointing us to our end point. It's pointing us to our eternal rest in heaven. But I want us to think briefly about the Sabbath as a a means of grace for us. And when we use that term, the means of grace, we're talking about uh, the ways in which or the things in which God appoints that bring to us his grace and growth in grace that that he uses to bring us closer to him. The. The Sabbath day, we learn in Exodus 31.13 that the Lord's intent in it is to contribute to our sanctification. The Lord says we are to observe the Sabbath. This is Exodus 31.13. We are to observe the Sabbath that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. It's a day that the Lord gives to us to contribute to our sanctification. It's a day in which the Lord uh, promises us spiritual growth through the grace of Jesus Christ. And Isaiah chapter 58 promises us that if we, if we value the Sabbath day, the Lord's day, that there will be great joy for us, that we will delight in the Sabbath day. We will delight in the Lord, that we will experience spiritual prosperity, and victory. The Sabbath day is a covenant sign. It is a means of grace wherein we grow closer to Christ and we conquer sin. Uh, Joseph Piper, in his book entitled The Lord's Day, he says, The day is designed to contribute to our growth. For on this day the Lord gives us worship, teaching and preaching and fellowship. He grants us time to turn aside from other demands and preoccupations to read, study, and pray. He frees us so we can serve him and our neighbor. The Lord gave us the Sabbath day to make us more like the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus Christ. It's designed to cause us to love Jesus more than we do, to 
increase our love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord says, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. The question I want us to think on is, how do we call the Sabbath a delight? How do we call the Sabbath a delight? And it would be helpful if you had uh, Isaiah 58 open before you. How do we keep ourselves from turning the Sabbath into a burden and really, indeed, call it a delight? Well, I want to bring out four things, I think, that Isaiah 58, uh, God outlines for us on Isaiah 58 that will help us to call the Sabbath a delight. And the first thing that we need to do is we need to observe the designation of this day. Observe the designation. Look at the opening words of verse 13. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, and then the Lord calls it my holy day. The picture here is of something very special, something that's, that's set apart. And, and the language here, this language of turning back your foot, uh, this language would have brought to mind that event when Moses approached God at the burning bush. And from the bush in Exodus 3, 5, God spoke and said to Moses, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Moses couldn't just casually walk on that ground like he did in other places. It was holy ground. It was special. It was set apart. It belonged to the Lord. And that's the idea here in Isaiah 58. The Sabbath is a holy day. It's a special day. The Lord wants us to treat it that way. We can't treat it like every other day. He's placed a fence around it. It's something unique. It's God's holy day. And if we recognize it's something special and valuable, that it's given this special designation by the Lord, well, that's the first step to calling this day a delight. But secondly, we need to embrace the paradox. Embrace the paradox. A paradox is an apparent contradiction. Our focus is calling the Sabbath a delight. Well, how do we do that? Well, verse 13, God says, Keep from doing your pleasure on my holy day. There's the paradox. We we find joy and pleasure in this day by ceasing from doing our own pleasure. It's a paradox, right? We, and this is not a reference to, to sinful pleasure, but things that are good and right. Our, our work, our, our recreation, other things that we do the other six days of the week. But God says you are to set aside these things on my holy day. And this really cuts against the grain of, of how we think, and specifically how our hedonistic culture thinks. 
Because how often in our hearts do we think that the, the way to happiness and joy is to do what I want? But God says, if you want to find deep joy in me and in my day, embrace this paradox. Keep from doing your pleasure on my holy day. However great you think that pleasure is, God is saying, I, got, I have something more for you here on this day. And so we need to embrace this apparent contradiction. But then next, we need to cultivate the the perspective, and that is the perspective that the Sabbath is a positive thing, that it's God's gift to us. It's a blessing from Him. The Lord says, Call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable. The day is not a burden, but it's a blessing. The Puritans called the Sabbath day a market day for the soul. For we come to God's market to experience His blessings, to feed upon Him by faith. It's the great truth that's declared in Isaiah 55, where, where God says to us, people who are poor and needy, people who are he- heavy laden, He says, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And then he puts this question to us because he knows that this is what goes on in our hearts. He says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to me here that your soul may live. That's a day of feasting. And so we need to cultivate that perspective. That this day was given to us by Jesus for our good as a gift because He loves us. But then... Next, we need to believe the promises that the Lord makes to us. God promises us great things in the Sabbath day. Notice how the chapter ends. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's not some weird formality. That's that's the Lord personally guaranteeing His words. That's King Jesus saying, you can take this to the bank. These things are true. This is what I will do for you on my day. And I want us to note a a few promises here that are made. And the first, you'll notice he promises that we will learn to enjoy the Lord. Verse 14, you shall take delight in the Lord. And and the Hebrew phrase means that you will take exquisite delight in the Lord. And is this not our great struggle in this life? We struggle to find joy in the Lord. And the Lord knows this. He knows we often 
seek joy in the wrong things. He knows that we are so easily drawn astray from Him. And, and so he, he helps us, in the words of the psalmist, through this day, He helps us to turn our eyes from worthless things. On this day, Jesus says to us, He says, Come, come. I know you're prone to wander from me. I know you're, you're prone to, to seek joy and satisfaction in the things of this world. Come to me. And He gives us this day which He promises to reorient our affections. To increase our love for Him and to fill up our joy. That's, that's what He said in the upper room. I have come that your joy may be full. This is a day in which Jesus wants to fill up your joy. But then he promises us victory over sin. Victory over sin. There's this statement here, uh, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. Now, that expression is a sermon in and of itself, but that's an expression of spiritual victory. Um, Alec, I can never say his name right, Alec Motier, M-O-T-Y-E-R, he says about this expression of riding on the heights of the earth, he says, this is a metaphorical expression for a glorious elevation of spiritual life. Spiritual victory, sanctification, greater holiness. Again, Exodus 31, 13, the Lord says, Observe the Sabbath that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. Remember what Jesus said. I, I, I preached from John 5 last month. Jesus said in John 5, my Father is working until now, and I am working. And he's talking about the Sabbath day. God is at work on the Sabbath. He's at work in us, bringing us joy, bringing us blessing, causing us more and more to die to sin and to live to righteousness. He's saying, come. Embrace this day whereby we grow and conquer sin. And then finally, we have the, the most glorious promise of all that on the Lord's Day, that you will be fed with and by Christ, the bread of life. Now you may say, well, where are you getting that, Pastor? Well, I want you to look at verse 14. We have a strange promise that might sound strange to our ears. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. What is the heritage or the inheritance of Jacob? Well, it is all of the covenant blessings that have been realized in Jesus Christ, the bread of life. You see, the greatest thing, the greatest gift that we get on the Lord's Day is Jesus Himself. 
that He is here with us by His Spirit, bringing us healing and spiritual nourishment. He's strengthening the brokenhearted. He's binding up our wounds. He's humbling the proud when necessary. He's present here in a special way, and that fact alone should cause us to see the Sabbath in a positive light. It's God's gift to us. The Sabbath, said Jesus, was made for man. It's a foretaste of the blessed eternal rest that Christ has won for us. Jesus, by His death and resurrection, has earned for us rest from our sin and from its penalties. And on the Sabbath, it's as though Jesus says to us with outstretched arms, Come to Me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. Let us see that our fellowship with Him on this His day is the beginning of of the everlasting rest that awaits us in glory. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus, who is our Sabbath rest. Lord, we come together and we, we rest from our labors this day, but we ultimately rest in the finished work of Jesus. Lord, refresh us, strengthen us, reorient our perspective on this day that we might indeed call it a delight or that we may learn to enjoy you more than we do Lord, that we might be given victory over sin and Lord, most gloriously that we might be fed with and by jesus christ the one who is the bread of life lord strengthen us equip us for what you have set before us this week we ask in jesus name Amen.